0: -mm.
1: No. Oh, yes. (gasps) Hey, babe. Yes. Does a straw have one hole or two? I think two. If it is one hole, I know,
0: but there's two ends. Okay. And if you think about your body, we have our mouth, which is connected by a whole bunch of straws, intestines. Oh, gross. And then, you know, it's... Yeah, this is got- not going to end well. I know. End well. There's, two, oh my there's two holes, right? There. I mean, there's more than two holes. We have our ears and everything, but they're kind of all attached. Just like a straw is one tube, but two holes. That's my final answer.
1: Okay. What about crabs? probably think that fish can fly.
0: Maybe, but I don't think they think.
1: <laughs> okay, fine. Screw that one up. Fire trucks are really water trucks. Agree. I mean that's just that's just fact. Yeah. Nothing is on fire. Fire is on things.
0: Agree, that makes sense.
1: Right? Yep. Yeah. are so I wonder if other languages would say would Hello Dobby. Dobby would like to have a voice in today's podcast. Welcome Dobby. (laughs) I wonder if in like other languages they would say that fire is on something because it's in the English language that we say something is on fire right? I wonder what it's like in other languages.
0: That's probably why when people learn the English language, grammar is so difficult. Right. Because it just doesn't make sense sometimes.
1: When I used to teach French, when I was in a French class, the student I worked with hated French, but loved Star Wars. And so the way that I got him to kind of be okay with it was explaining that French is like the way Yoda speaks. Oh, there you go. Because it's often backwards. Yeah. So I wonder if that would be... What about you speak Dutch? Yes. So... How would you do you remember how you would say something is burning? No.
0: No, because I don't my I'm
1: not that developed You're in not that. Developed.
0: I understand it fairly well, but I understand enough of it to put everything together. Okay. Yeah. Sorry.
1: Or also like saying something is burning. This is a very deep conversation. I know, this should be another episode. <laughs> totally. Okay. I got one last well, no, I've got two. Yeah. I got two more. Okay. okay. If they mounted garbage trucks with cameras, then, like, Google Maps could be updated every week. And what great of a deal would that be? How smart would that be for Google if they just made, like, contracts with garbage companies? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because, like, the gas is already, like, being used. Why use it twice? Yeah. Right? You got a good, good point there. I do have... That's a really good point. Yeah. Okay. Last one. When we were young... Or in the movies, when people are young, Mm -hmm. they sneak out of the house to go to a party. But when we're adults, like now, well, not that we go to parties, but we would go to parties and sneak out of the parties so that we could go home.
0: Oh, I've snuck out of parties. Yeah. I've never snuck out of my house when I was younger because I could actually tell my parents where I was going. Now, sometimes we went other places after that. But I today would say that I actually can sneak out of a party. Didn't we snuck out of a gala recently?
1: Yeah, that's right. We did. Yeah. We totally did. Yeah. When we were told that we're like the cutest couple. Exactly. Right. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't really have much of a life, so I didn't sneak out of the house when I was young. (laughs) But yeah. So okay. Now into adulthood, we're like actually sneaking out of parties so we can go home because we're tired. Exactly. Deep, deep thoughts. Yeah. Welcome to the Finally Coming Out podcast where we talk about all kinds of random crap (laughs) and some really good stuff too. I'm sitting here with my beautiful fiance, Tamar Medford.
0: And I'm sitting here with my beautiful fiance, Melody Rowley.
1: Today we are going to talk about some fun stuff, some fun what it's like living in our lives of newly expanded family with two moms and three children that fall on the massive neurodiverse spectrum mm-hmm. and what that can look like and some of Tamara's experiences in that and well both of our experiences but the oh my gosh did she just say that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and understanding the neurodiverse context but we're also going to talk about the clobber passages mm-hmm. and we'll kind of get into more about what those are in a, in a few moments but we're going to share a story first One of our teenagers, 18 years old. I'm going to give her some credit. She might have been 17 when she said this.
0: Tomorrow, go for it. Okay. Well, first of all, if you're, you know, head on over to our website and we would like to hear from you. Do you ever, do your teenagers ever lie about doing their chores? Because there are certain chores that this, this example is the dogs. I mean, when it's pouring rain, No one wants to go outside in the pouring Mm -mm. rain and walk their dog. We'd rather just let them out into a backyard, but we don't really have that luxury. Sure. And so the girls are responsible for walking the dogs. And one night, Melody and I were watching a movie and Mm -hmm. we hear a knock on the door. And we had just maybe, what, five minutes earlier, you had said, "Eh, kitchen dogs. Yeah. And... Five minutes, and we know it, it does not take them, first of all, five minutes to clean the kitchen. It's usually two hours. Yes. If they're on it, half an hour.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Right. So we knew that in five minutes, there's no way she did the kitchen and walked the dogs. And so we said that there's no way you walk the dogs. And there's three dogs. There's three dogs. And she said, no, the dogs want in. I walk the dogs. And we said, okay, fine. Let them in. And they came in, they jumped up onto the bed. They were bone dry. Mm -hmm. And so we said, how come their feet are dry? Like there's no, it's pouring. It wasn't even raining. It was was pouring pouring. outside. Like we
1: live near Vancouver.
0: Yes. And she said, mom, I had an umbrella on them the whole time. I was protecting them. (laughs) And (laughs) we, you know, she really did not want to walk the dogs, which I don't blame her. But we're like, no, there's no way the ground is wet. Their fur will automatically get wet. She's like, mom, I promise I covered like I protected their feet. And we said, okay, tell you what, if you go walk them right now and they come back and their feet are completely dry, their paws, we will apologize. And of course, she went out, took them out and they were soaked.
1: Right. Yeah. So like, was she exactly lying? Did she say that she walked them to get out of having to do it? Or did she think she walked them because she thought about, them, about walking them and then, like, thought that she did it? Mm-hmm. This is, like, the context. Context is everything when understanding this story. Anybody else that hears it, would, Padme agrees. If you can hear her crying, yeah. she's like, that's weird. I didn't get walked the first time. Yeah, and, But context is everything because if you understand her brain development... And the way that she functions, she could actually have thought that she walked them because she did think about walking them. Mm-hmm. She very much clearly did not walk them the first time, and then her explanation was like, "Okay, well maybe I didn't actually walk them, but I'm gonna say this to try like it. Just this is this is our life. These are the kinds of things that we deal with yeah. that you really." If you're going to survive, you just have to laugh at, mm-hmm. because, oh my gosh. <laughs> hey,
0: and that is one of the things we have to face, is like, are they actually lying, like teenagers? Because most teenagers lie, I think. Yeah. And because they don't agree with their parents, but is it something that she believed, like you said? So it's it's yeah. fascinating trying to, you can't really figure that out, because we can't see what's going on in her brain.
1: twisting reality to wiggle your way out of things can result in a lot of shit on the floor. Yeah, it can. And this is like literally, and this is where we land with the clobber passages, a lot of shit on the floor. Babe, do you know what the clobber passages are? What does that sound like to you? It sounds like somebody's getting hit, like somebody's getting bashed. Clobbered over the head. Yeah. Clobber passages, for those that don't know, are the five about five passages that are used to clobber the pride community over the head and say you're wrong this is sinful you're listening to satan Mm -hmm. all that stuff and they're extremely hurtful passages they also need to be understood in context because they weren't written today and so you need to understand what the times were like when they were written right now there's five main passages but we're going to kind of Tackle two today. Leviticus, there's a couple in 18 and 22 and then 20 and 13. And both of those passages talk about how a man should not lie with another man as he would with a woman, and that doing so is an abomination. Now, when I first told the first person who was my Celebrate Recovery sponsor, Mm -hmm. that's what she said to me, was that... She said, Melody, you're not gay. You're not an abomination. And that was the connection. The first thing that I was ever told was that basically that if I was gay, that I was an abomination. They support the belief that homosexual behavior is a sin. These two scriptures. Mm -hmm. Babe, how would you respond if you were told because you are with somebody without a penis Mm -hmm. that that therefore makes you an abomination?
0: Well, I would think that when people say that God loves all his children, that they're lying. You know, like the God that I believe in today Mm -hmm. loves all. Right. And I think that's why that's probably one of the reasons why when I got into my addiction, I mean, I was resentful for other reasons, but all everything I had heard, these types of passages... I was like, why on earth would I become a Christian? Although I had been saved. So mm-hmm. technically, I guess I was yeah. a Christian. But why on earth would I want to call myself openly a Christian if I actually don't belong? Because right. the things I'm doing are frowned upon. And these right. people are better than me.
1: Right. That, For something simple like that. Like, exactly. That's that's crazy. Yeah. Kate, okay, so when you look at scripture, it's like crazy important that you look at the cultural context and the current events at the time yeah for when the scripture is actually referring to and in the case of these two scriptures in leviticus the ancient israelites lived in a patria- patriarchal i don't feel like i say that word right an agrarian society where family clan and tribe they were the primary units of socialized organization like family clan tribe We're talking the beginning of time, Mm -hmm. according to the Christian and Jewish beliefs. Men were expected to be dominant, active, and in control, while women were to be submissive, passive, and obedient. Ugh.
0: That makes me cringe.
1: Right? I want to vomit. Yeah. Yes. There's so much that can be said about that. (laughs) Yes. Male to male sexuality, sexual activity. And it's it's also like, for the most part, it's only talked about as male to male, not female to female. Right. But of course, because they were seen as the dominant, that would be what... They kind of like focused on. So male-to-male sexual activity was seen as a threat to the societal order and undermined the patriarchal structure of the family and clan and potentially endangered the reproduction and continuation of the community. Now, if you think about it, it makes sense that it would threaten it because, well, back then they did not have technology so that... You could get pregnant other ways. Yeah. And back then they're working on populating the earth and like Abraham has promised generations more than the stars in the galaxy. Mm-hmm. And so like that ain't going to happen in same sex relationships at the time. So right. I kind of get how it would threaten it. Right. We can also say, well, maybe like this person doesn't have to be one of the ones that reproduces exactly. and understand the context <laughs> of time his gener for generations like he would have generations of of children and grandchildren and like a million times great grandchildren right more than the stars in the galaxy, but he didn't have the concept of time, really. We have a little bit more of that and I still don't, I don't know how much longer this earth is going to be around for, mm-hmm. but so I understand wh- why that would threaten it. doesn't make it exactly right, but yes, reproduction was everything. Right. Also, the Israelites were surrounded by neighboring cultures that did pr- practice homosexual relationships. So then if like the Israelites are trying to say like, we're better, we're better, we're this, we're this. It may- That's something that they could easily then have just kind of fought against. Mm -hmm. It should also be noted that religious scholars debate these scriptures to the exact exact meaning and scope of what the passage actually meant. Mm -hmm. So this isn't just kind of us having a conversation right now. It's actually scholars debate this. Yeah. What it actually meant. Some argue that the rules only apply to specific forms of male sexual activity, while others view it as a blanket rule across the board. Now, Sodom and Gomorrah is a great example where it was like, that was a horrible place where people were raped, male, female, male-on-male kind of like all the time and so that in that story it's like that's why it all went up in flames was Mm -hmm. because of how horrible it was it wasn't because there were gay relationships it was because of the context of what was actually happening so thank goodness we're not back then Mm -hmm. so we're talking this is old testament this is early early on in the bible it talking about homosexuality and why it wasn't okay and so you need Context needs to be understood. We're not there then. No. We are in 2023. I don't even know what year at this point that was, but it was a long time ago. Christian, Christ followers.
0: Yes. What would Jesus do?
1: He would love them all.
0: Like, it just seems be like... so... For someone who didn't grow up as a Christian, to watch people be Christ followers, but to put themselves in a place where they're better than, and not all, right? Mm-hmm. I think... Meeting you, and I have a few other friends who are Christians, that I was like, okay, not all Christians are like that, Yeah. but like, what would Jesus do? Yet, there are still some people that sit and have this holier-than-thou attitude, yeah. and I'm like, that's not Jesus.
1: That's not Jesus. That's not Jesus. That's not Jesus. No. Okay, so Romans 1, the other passages passage, Romans 1, 26 to 27, this is what it says. It describes same-sex relationships as being unnatural and sinful. It says, for this reason, God gave them up to degrading passions. Their women exchanged natural intercourse for unnatural. And in the same way, also the men giving up natural intercourse with women were consumed with passion for one another. Men committed shameless acts with men and received in their own person's the due penalty for their error. So they were punished for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are some important key factors to understand here. Scholars have back and gone back and forth as to whether or not the behavior described in those verses can be considered homosexual. So it's not... So scholars say they might not actually be talking about what we consider today consensual homosexual right. relationships. It could be something completely different entirely. It is still open to question whether these two verses represent Paul's voice. So Paul is the one that wrote Romans. Mm -hmm. And and there's times when he speaks in the third person when he's talking about these things. Mm -hmm. And so it's not necessarily clear whether or not he's actually talking from his opinion or if he's kind of, like, reiterating what other people have said. So there's debate of whether or not, like, he's actually just talking about their context Mm -hmm. or... If he's saying what he believes God has told him to say. Right. Yes. The next part is the verse that comes directly after. Now, remember also, like where we're talking about scripture references, like Romans chapter one, verse blah, blah, blah. That wasn't actually biblical. We added that in so that we could find certain things in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the verse that comes directly after that one, talking about people being consequenced for these things. Says, therefore, you have no excuse, whoever you are, when you judge others for in passing judgment on another, you condemn yourself mm. because you, the judge, are doing the very same thing. Yeah. So when it talks, he's talking about likely non-consensual homosexual relationships that are happen or acts, I wouldn't call them relationships, that mm-hmm. are happening. He's also saying. Don't judge. Or you're just doing the same thing. Yep. Okay. So on the one hand, we, the clobber passages are used to say, you abomination, you can't do this. You're going to be punished for this sinful act. They negate the verse that comes immediately after that says, don't judge. Yeah. Or you're doing the same thing. Yep. Like, Let's make sure when we're reading clobber passages we're reading the whole thing. Yes. Because that's so important. And mm-hmm. I we don't have the time here for me to go back to Leviticus and and talk and read the, all the verses that come before or All of that kind of stuff. But it's so important when we're looking at things like this, these clobber passages, because I know I had to like when I was coming out, I had to like seriously dig into them to find out, like, is it okay for me to come out and to understand all these things that I've been told all my life that are wrong? I had to you have to look at the whole context. Mm -hmm. You have to look even at the language translation, because as we're going to get into next week, words were just completely changed. So tune in next week we're going to talk about some of the other clobber passages a movie actually that was documentary that was made mm-hmm. based on them but uh, yes i don't i hope that even just going over these couple of verses has helped you has um, our listeners if you're at that point where you're digging through all of your stuff and you're like i don't know if it's okay to come out i don't know if it's okay to be gay i don't know if it's okay to be trans i don't know if it's okay to do you know any of these kinds of things i hope these verses have kind of Helped you? Mm-hmm. But what do you think? How did, does it help you understanding the context and things like that behind these verses? Oh, for
0: sure. Because I mean, again, it was written by Anne. <laughs> it's and you said it right. It's our perception of mm-hmm. things, mm-hmm. right? And we need to be more open minded. Mm-hmm. We need to look at the whole thing. And I think we're all guilty of doing this sometimes. We see something in our life and we right away pass judgment, mm-hmm. right? But oftentimes when you recognize something, it means you have it in yourself, mm-hmm. right? So, I mean, you know, and I've said this before, if you're someone who's not a Christian, are you judging Christians? Because mm-hmm. not everyone is the same. Mm-hmm. And so I think that we have to start looking at the bigger picture, just like with the Bible, we have to start looking at the whole thing, yeah. not just these little sentences that were yeah. or verses that were like, oh, that's what it means, then that's wrong. Yeah. Right. Because love is love. It is, and I mean, it is. didn't the Romans go crazy with all their like orgies and stuff like that? Wasn't it a terrible like they were? Yeah, pretty. But anyway, yeah. teach their own if that's what, <laughs> if, if that's your jam. But I mean, it's been around forever.
1: Yeah, it has, it has, and so yeah. I hope I just hope that like understanding the context behind whether it's the context behind your neurodivergent uh, child <laughs> who claims to be walking their dog. Or watching someone parenting their children and understanding the context uh, that there is context behind it. Yes. Or if it's understanding, looking at scripture that is being used against you being organically who you are, that there is context behind it and that ultimately Jesus said, don't judge because he wouldn't judge. Yeah. And that, that you're made in the image of God. Mm-hmm. And so that that can't be an abomination. No, right. I hope this has helped you guys. If you, if any of you are at finding yourself at that place of questioning whether or not you should come out, or you want just a support network while you go through it, message us. Let us know. We'd love to hear from you. Anything else you want to say, babe? No, just keep an open mind. Yeah.
0: Right. You're on this journey. We're not here to judge. We're here to love. Yeah. And I hope that this, you know, coming from someone who, you know, you've been involved in your faith for, for your whole life mm-hmm. and someone like myself that has just really solidified my faith in God mm-hmm. in the last 11 years, we have two totally different points of view, but we can talk about it today because we're both open-minded and yeah. we both love. We do. And we ask, what would Jesus do? We do. Yeah, I love that. I really need to, we need
1: to like bring back the bracelet. Yeah, we do. In pure rainbow form. Exactly. And send them all to the States. Agreed. (laughs) They need it. Oh my gosh. We pray for you guys. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Bye.